We are playing in your imagination. Oh, that's hard. Good morning, Vietnam! It's too early for this. AM edition. Mm-hmm. I got I my gotta... I got my spicy gordita crunch wrap. No, no, I don't. Oh, gross. No, no. Do you taco breakfast? Do you taco do not, breakfast? I do not taco breakfast. Never. No. Mm, we may have to. I may have to take you just to go to a breakfast there. I haven't either, but I feel like it would it be sounds a, disgusting. It would be a fun adventure. Uh, you would much rather eat a reheated bean burrito for breakfast than go to Taco Bell for breakfast. Yes or no? Um, yes, but I don't really want to do either for breakfast. <laughs> I'd rather go get something greasy from McDonald's for breakfast. Mm. Or some Waffle House. McGriddle or no McGriddle? Where where do you fall in the McGriddle camp? I'm, I'm okay with the McGriddle. It's fine. You're okay with the McGriddle. Yeah, it's You're good. You're a McGriddle fence sitter. Um, I don't have any problems with the McGriddle. I like biscuits. Okay. I'm a, you're, I'm a biscuit fan. You're a biscuit fan. Yeah. What but I'm about, okay with the McGriddle. It's okay. tasty. Chick-fil-A breakfast? It's all right. Oh, even a Chick-fil-A, even a biscuit? Because they have biscuits. Yeah, it's good. It's I'm just used to McDonald's. <laughs> Get <laughs> off like my to, lawn. Get off my lawn. I like to feel my arteries clogging <laughs> while I'm eating it. If I can't I, feel my arteries clogging, I want, then am I, I really want eating a it? Prepackaged egg product on my <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> wow, I prefer I prefer a a an egg substitute. Let's say with uh, extra cheese dripping off the side and my and cholesterol mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. spiking. Yep, and a little sausage, extra it's large, good. extra large LDL on the side. Yeah, yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You get it. Uh. Oh, That's yeah. what drugs are for, right? Shit. Yeah. Why did, I can why did eat, God make statins if I'm I not can supposed eat, to eat and it? drink whatever the fuck I want, and I just take drugs, and it makes it all better, right? That's exactly right. That's why you have a job. So I should, I should not be healthy because then I'm in effect saying you. Sh- I don't want you to have a job. I don't want you to work. Right. Yeah. I need the job security. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I f- and I effect be anti you, right? Because I yeah. Don't be anti Nicholas. Yeah, I mean, you're, despite the fact that you're anti everyone else, don't be anti Nicholas. I'm I'm not anti you. No, that's true. But just in general, general, anti people in general, Gen Pop, Gen Pop, yeah, Gen Pop, <laughs> humanity as a block. <laughs> there are there are a few select there are a select few within that that yeah, that operate are, to the rule. Yeah, that operate under a different set of rules, but overall. Uh, Overall, yeah. You can go to hell, you can go to hell, you can go to hell. <laughs> exactly. I'm you get glad, it. Glad we, uh, glad we cleared that up. Yep. Uh, so, and show, let's let's do the rundown. Yeah, I got an enormous cup of coffee, and I'm ready to do it. I got my monster energy. Holy shit. So we are ready to roll, and so maybe we should uh, start with the, the sponsor there. <laughs> start with the monster NASCAR energy series Redneck 500. Atlanta. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's exactly what it was called, the Redneck 500. I don't think that's absolutely correct. No. But the Bible Belt 250? The No. Mm-hmm. Okay. No. No. It was a 500-mile race. 
The KKK, uh, the KKK 600? Yeah, it was, it was a fun race. No. Did you enjoy the race? Uh, not really. I mean, it was okay. I had it on while I was doing other things, but it was kind of tough when your boy, my boy Blaney, you know, had a little bit of car trouble, and then it just kind of screwed him um, yeah, the rest of the race. So he could not recover much from that. Still had a top 20 finish, so that, that was good. But He um, recovered well. Yeah. I didn't enjoy the racetrack that much. I think I texted you about that. I just I just didn't feel like it was as exciting as last week. Um, maybe some of that was just Daytona. Yeah, because they're all in a big giant pack in Daytona. Yeah, it just felt like la da la da la da da da. You know, I'm not for like people dying and stuff, but let's have some fun. You know, boogity boogity. Exactly. Let's go racing, boys. <laughs> uh, what about you? It was kind of exciting for a while. We chase up at the front. Yeah, it was exciting for a while. Um, and then we has, and then we talked about it, and then it was over. Let me. See, I can't remember all of the finishing. It was a it was a weird race. I keep saying that, like, like, um, like e- every race, I'm like, oh, that one was really weird. That was really strange. So eventually, I'll just be like, yeah, that was a normal race. It was strange. Um, Chase was doing well. He was running uh, like second along for a lot of the time, but mm-hmm. um, but then he got a speeding penalty. There were speeding penalties everywhere in that race. It was yeah. crazy. I'm trying to pull up the results page, and I can't find it. Oh, there was I think it was uh, nine different drivers hit with um, hit with uh, speeding penalties. It was crazy, mm. absolutely crazy. There you go. Uh, I can't find the results page, so I guess we're just okay. not going to look at it. But um, but Chase had a good day. He Kozlowski won. Well. Kozlowski won, right? Yeah, and it was strange because he like he was running really well, and then he Wasn't. had problems in the pits and came in. There was like a weird like random green flag pit stop, and people were like, "Why the hell is he stopping?" But like he apparently they knew what they were doing because he well, won the race. So. Well, Blaney didn't even. He was at pit road when the race was over, right? I didn't really kind of understand that. Yeah, I didn't understand why he. I saw him come in like right when they were going he to. Got, yeah, he got 18th place in the pit. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It was. It was weird. It was a, a weird, weird race. So on to Vegas. They're all weird. On to Vegas. On to Las Vegas. Did you hear the news about Las Vegas? Um, they ganked a. Uh, race from New Hampshire is that apparent? That's the story that I'm hearing. Is that they they ganked a race from New Hampshire? Mm. But they Which, said that New Hampshire is going to keep their other race because it's like the middle of the summer and yeah, no one wants to go to Las Vegas then. That's true. And honestly, New Hampshire is not a very exciting track. So there you go. It's uh so if if Dover is a big Bristol. New Hampshire is a big Martinsville. Monster Mile, right? Dover, Monster Mile? Yeah. New Hampshire is a what? New Hampshire is like a big Martinsville. It's flat, and it's just not that exciting. So, so. okay. It's kind of like the McGriddle to you. Uh, yeah, it's a fine track, and right. I like that it's infused with syrup, but <laughs> I'm a biscuit man. <laughs> so what track is what is your biscuit track? Oh, Richmond. Okay, Richmond for is sure. The, Richmond, I right. love Richmond. Richmond's the biscuit track. Richmond is the biscuit track. Is three? What is that? Three quarters of a mile, mile and a half. What's the? It's uh, mile and a quarter. It's a. Uh, I think it's uh, three quarters of a mile. Three quarters of a mile. Yeah, I know for a fact that you can fit four Richmonds with the stands and everything 
in the infield of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I've been there. I've driven in the Indianapolis Motor Speedway underneath it. In in the Indy 500, right? You were yes, in the, yes. Yeah. I was. It was in the Indy 500 myself. Mm-hmm. No, no. How did you drive finish? under the track? Uh, still racing. <laughs> I haven't finished yet. <laughs> I'm finished. on about uh, 450. Yeah, waiting for my milk. <laughs> uh, so there you go. <laughs> on to Vegas. Uh, enough about that. Oh, we forgot to. Unless you had anything other no- news and notes on NASCAR. No, we hit the highlights. Okay. Uh, that 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 concludes this uh, segment of the nice corner. We forgot to R.I.P. Bill Paxson last week. We did. I can't believe we forgot that. That's insane. I know that. I mean, that's a ding on the show, like as a whole. And I think we owe it to our listeners to to fix this. Mm. So, Bill Paxson, buddy, man, gone too soon. It was he was in surgery or something. Yeah, someone like fucked up his surgery. He had a he had a stroke, I think. That's insane. He yeah. wasn't very old. Sixty one, bro. Sixty one. Um, and it was interesting. Interesting. It was kind of ironic because we just were just having a conversation about Bill Paxton, weren't we? We were talking about um, when we were on the horror kind of kick uh, a couple episodes ago, and I was mentioning to you that you needed to watch Frailty, yeah, which was that. the Bill Paxton starring. And what I learned. Uh, posthumously was that he actually directed that movie as well oh i'm looking at it now yeah he did yeah starring matthew mcconaughey and it's and um what's the fucking other dude the other guy it's uh matthew mcconaughey and powers booth that's it i like powers booth he was so i really like frailty and it's and i watched it just like last year and it's aged pretty well um Mm -hmm. it's uh it's interesting so i would recommend that uh to you as a fan of that genre um, it's kind of like it's not much. It's more thrillery than horror because you just don't. They don't show a lot of the gore, but That's it's fine. it's implied gore. Um, so I would recommend you watching Frailty or adding it to your Netflix uh, list. Yeah, that looks like my kind of movie. I think that would ship immediately. Uh, being mm. that it's, <laughs> Short wait. <laughs> being that's been <laughs> it's been out for a while, but um, it got me thinking about some of you know obviously Bill Paxton's greatest roles. Yes, um, the punk in Terminator. Yes, and <laughs> a- Aliens, right? Yeah, aliens. Yeah, uh, that's right. That's right. Apollo thirteen. That's I mean, right. he was in Apollo thirteen. He was. Right, he got a cold in space. And he was obviously in Twister. I, I love Twister. Yes. Uh, great, great flick. Uh, Michael Crichton movie. Um, he was also in Edge of Tomorrow. He had a great supporting role in that as kind of the, the leader or the sergeant of Cruz's troop. I don't know if you ever saw Edge of Tomorrow. I did. That's a really good movie. Yeah, and he had a good role in that. Surprisingly good. Um, but I had forgotten about this. He is the unlikable older brother Chet in the Weird Science movie. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> He's really good in that. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in a very long time. Mm-hmm. He was also in True Lies. He was in True film. Lies. That's right. Yeah, I forgot and about that. He was a like car salesman or something or some kind of salesman. One of eleven-year-old Nicholas's very favorite films, Navy Seals. Mm, I thought you were going to say Stripes because he was in Stripes too. <laughs> Stripes is a great movie. <laughs> Stri- uh. Uh, Navy Seals also had Michael Bain in it, who was in uh, The Abyss. And he was the the guy that went nuts in the abyss. The and guy, with the, the guy with the rat. No, no, oh. the guy who uh, went crazy and wanted to blow up the the nukes. 
Oh yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah. And Joanne Wally was in that. That's uh the former Mrs. Val Kilmer. Oh well, yeah. good on. Good she on was her. in uh, Willow, which is one of my favorite movies. Wow, wow. Okay. So m- the moral of the story is you should watch Navy Seals because it's a terrible movie, but it's really great. Oh, it's one of those on the list that if it's on, you have to watch it. Uh, no, okay. no, that's no. But it is uh, a bad movie that's worth watching. Okay, so we'll miss you, Bill Paxton. Yeah, um, pour one out. Mi- um, we'll, oh we'll, shit, it's hot. It's coffee. Damn it. <laughs> uh, on to baseball. Yep, baseball. It's coming, uh, whether we want want it to or want it to. So it's uh, in a couple. I mean, weeks. I do. I'm just. I'm not ready for it. Which is which is weird coming from me. But like, I haven't been paying attention to spring training very much because I've been watching NASCAR and. Working on a, a yet unnamed project for uh for us. Um, oh, excellent. We'll get into um, that later. But but we So um, Monday Monday, April third is opening day. Yeah. We're it's coming quick, bro. It's coming quick. This is it's less than a month away. And let's see, today we've got a match against the USA team, which is guaranteed to be one sided. Um the USA oh, the, team, the, the Dodgers play on opening day, at seven o'clock, against the Padres of San Diego. I hate the Padres of San Diego. I hate the Padres. I I don't hate them as much as the Giants, but I hate the Padres. It'll be on ESPN, so you can listen to their uh, announcers. In the in the in the list of teams I hate, it's Giants, Rays, Yankees, Padres. I think. And the Braves are in there somewhere. There you go. Okay, so uh, the the one bit of news that we do have out of spring one break, bit of news, one bit of news. Get hype! I uh, forget it. Come on, um, keep going, keep it up, <laughs> keep it going. Uh, David Price. Uh, we were very uh, worried. We were very worried. We were very worried about David Price. Yeah, and, his, uh, and, and specifically his elbow. Yeah, his elbow was acting up and he had to sit out. They thought he was going to have sur- have to have surgery and they got an MRI. But apparently he went to he actually went to the NFL combine to meet some orthopedic surgeons cuz they were there. And um they looked at his elbow and they were like, "No, it looks fine. It looks like weirdly fine." And so he's just resting and he's going to be all right. But they were saying that he has like this weird like unique elbow that like heals itself strangely or something. It was it was a very strange story, but he's fine. He's all right. So all right, all good. Oh, I like it. I was getting worried. I was excited about this big three. Yes. Yes. So three. yeah. So let's do this. Let's do this big three. Yeah, I'm 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 excited for this season. Everybody seems very on board, and um, you know Hanley's looking awesome, and even Pablo showed up thin and ready to go, and Bentiendi, Bentiendi. <laughs> Love him. Did he apparently he's been making a few um, uh, rookie-ish mistakes in the field, mm. uh, but not like nothing to be super concerned about. Just like oh yeah, he needs more time, uh, so we need to get. Oh, him he's more a rookie. In the field. He's yeah. a rookie. So I so. think I think their attitude isn't oh get him out of there. He's making mistakes. I think their attitude is he needs. We need to keep him in there to get his experience up. Right. Which is good. So. Sure, good. sure. 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 So, so things are looking good. They're looking all right. I like it. So that would be all our news and notes. Any other news and notes that I missed? Um, I don't have anything else. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. I don't okay. think we have anything breaking. 
Nope. Let's move nope. right into the show then. What do we got? Let's do it. Let's get into the show proper. Hey, I saw this this uh, film called Get Out. You did. I you did. did. I saw it. You saw it. What'd you think? Uh oh man, it was it was not as good as people. No, it was amazing. It was really really good. I enjoyed it thoroughly, and uh, it was. I, I expected it to be good because it's a 99% fresh. Sure, 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 sure. But it was better than it was. It was just as entertaining as I thought it was going to be, but it was better. It was a better film than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Right. There's lots of layers and it has lay, onion, layers like an onion or, uh, you know, an ogre. Wow. And, uh, it was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. I yeah. really enjoyed it. Um, you need to listen to the podcast I sent you, which is uh, interview. It's in my overcast. Yeah, right interview now. with Jordan Peele, and it's just interesting to hear his progression, just the history behind it, uh, how this was an idea he had come up with years ago and never thought it was going to get made, and kind of took flight. And um, I, I think it was interesting his his discussion of he talked about how like this movie probably wouldn't have worked a few years ago. Because I think everyone, especially with, you know, when Obama was elected and in the White House for so long, people were kind of had this idea that, oh, racism's cured. You know, we put a black man in the White mm-hmm. House. And mm-hmm. uh, so it was interesting seeing this movie from the black perspective and that, you know, uh, actually not really the case. And I think so, especially now as we have this regime change and um, a lot of uncertainty in our country, uh, not for, for good reasons, but um, that this plays very well. Uh, with the mood of the country right now. So anyway, yeah. um, interesting. He calls it kind of like a social thriller um, and, and really talked about how he, a couple movies he watched, I think mentioned initially when I talked with you was Stepford Wives was a uh-huh. huge, um, uh, huge influence and also Scream. Um, yeah. Without really... getting too spoilery uh, because it wasn't spoiled for me and I really, um, I'm glad it wasn't. But without getting too spoilery, the Stepford Wives angle makes a lot more sense now that I've seen it. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that and uh, what was the other one you were saying? Um, Scream. 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 So yeah. just the comedic influences and mm-hmm. and taking uh, people on this journey that's not only going to be like – the only thing you talked about in the podcast was um, – the fact that a lot of people, you know, sometimes they make a movie and they're like, this is my fucking movie. And if you like it, great. Uh, if not, like, go fuck yourself. Like, this is my movie. and This is, this is my vision, right? This is my art. And make a movie. Uh-huh. And so he really, he's more of like the Spielberg, the Tarantino that want to make their art, but also understand the entertainment value and mm-hmm. want people to like be part of that experience uh, in the theater. And so he really wanted to have that. And he felt like Scream really got that from a horror perspective or a thriller perspective. Yeah, he's uh, right. In, ter- yeah. in terms of engaging the, the audience, in terms of the twists that happened. And so he really wanted to put a lot of those in there. So I, I thought that was a really good comparison because whether you like Scream or not, I mean, it really changed that genre when it came out uh, in terms of what was possible, in terms of bringing people into the theater uh, that wouldn't normally see a movie like that. And I mm-hmm. think I think that at least for me, it reminds me so much of Get Out because it just looking at, you know, personally my experience and I don't normally go see movies like that, but I had to go see Get Out. Um, same kind of thing. So I, uh, I really enjoyed the movie. I'm glad you did too. And, uh, just, I can't recommend it enough. I think it's just, it's just a different kind of movie. Uh, it's a fun, uh, it's a fun flick and it's just really interesting. makes you think about, uh, 
perceptions versus reality and um, how that kind of develops over the course of the movie and how they kind of just, it gets flipped around again and again and again. And you're like, until you get to the end of the movie, and you're like, what the fuck is happening? Yes. The, the other thing that struck me about this movie was, yeah, all, all of what you just said was absolutely 100% true. The other thing that struck me about it was, yes, it deals with race in, in a very open, overt way, but you don't, I, I didn't feel uncomfortable at all. Like, it mm-hmm. didn't feel like, I don't, I don't know how to describe it without sounding like a, a complete white idiot, but like, I didn't feel uncomfortable at all in the things it was saying about race and how white people and black people view each other and stuff. I thought it was very well done in that. And I came home and, and I was, my wife was asking me what I liked about it. And I was like, well, you know, it had this whole thing about, you know, a big part of it is race and how the races see each other. But I, but I wasn't like made to feel uncomfortable or guilty or anything like that. And she goes, and and this is absolutely true. She was like, "Well, you know, Jordan Peele is he's mixed race, so he ha- he understands both perspectives." Right. And I was like, "Well, yeah, well, that makes sense." So, there you go. but the the takeaway is, Get Out is a really good movie. It's even better than I thought it was going to be, and you have to see it. I mean, I understand you don't if you don't like horror movies and thrillers, you you might not get much out of it, but it's really really good. Really. And and Hannibal Burris, how funny was he? The, everybody was great though. Yeah, like the whole thing, like it was perfectly cast. But just just hit, just bottom. hilarious. I just was just laughing so much at his his uh, his role and just his lines were just so funny, just so funny. Yeah, um, I will say that uh, as good as the guy who played Chris was, he, he was phenomenal. Uh, Allison Williams, I, I don't want to get spoilery or anything, but Allison Williams was sick good in this movie. I feel kind of bad for her because I don't, I feel like that's her ceiling, right? I feel like this is her defining role. Like, how does she get better than that? I don't, this was a perfect, this was a perfect yeah. role for her and she delivered it perfectly. It's like all downhill now. And yeah, she's what, like 23, 24? Much better than that. Do you watch Girls? I heard she's in Girls. But I, I do not that. watch Girls because I cannot stand Lena Dunham. I can't stand. I have nothing against her. I have a lot against her tattoo. Like uh, what, I can't. What tattoo what? is that? She has this tattoo on her arm. Like it's really. I don't know. It just for me, it's like finish the tattoo. It like it looks very unfinished. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it <laughs> really it, bo- it really bothers me. <laughs> so I can't watch anything with her because all I think about is her unfinished ugly tattoo. Ugh, I can't stand her at all. But so, uh, I like Allison Williams and she did a phenomenal job in this movie. Yeah. And you were 100% right about Catherine Keener. She Woo! she brought it. Yeah. For sure. She was, she's good. I like her. She is really good. Yeah. She's really good. Um, so. and, she, and played well with Bradley Whitford. I thought the two of them they were, were perfect ex- together. Were excellent. Excellent. Oh. Uh, okay, it, it, so just the the point the 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 moments when he's being like super obnoxious and cringy, mm-hmm. and she's just got that look on her face like, oh my god, just pay no attention to him. Like <laughs> they just they played it perfectly. They did such a good job. So yeah, get out. There you go. Awesome. No, seriously, um, get out. No, seriously, get out of this segment. <laughs> so because uh, I saw another movie since then, 
Yeah, so but your movie's only ninety two percent French. It's been the it's been the winter of movies for for me. Um, I saw Logan. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. All the feels. I've heard very good things. All it, it was amazing. It really wasn't a comic book movie. It 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 was a father son movie between Professor X and Logan. Mm-hmm. It was and had this had a, a father daughter component as well. Um, it I was, do have a question. Yeah. How good was Eric LaSalle? Uh, Eric was he LaSalle. Phenomenal? He was phenomenal, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah. I mean, he played his part. He did. He was he did, great. Yeah, he didn't have a lot of hair, so there wasn't a lot of soul to be glowed. Best part but, of the movie, um, right? It was. It wasn't bad. I mean, it, it was kind of. He was part of, of a very sad part of the movie, but um, I mean, it's just the whole movie is kind of sad. I mean, it's like really dark, and it's it is a rated R movie. Um, Does it earn it? I think I don't know if we talked about this. Did we, I think we, did we talk about this last time where? Um, one of maybe we talked about this off the air where one of uh one of my wife's friends was asking about uh whether she should take her like 10 year old to see get out <laughs> right and, right right and uh did we talk about this on air i don't remember but uh, i don't think so, we did i think we just talked about it like in real life so um apparently he's seen a lot of horror movies and you know da, 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 but i was like absolutely not like oh my god um you should not do that and then so she's <laughs> like okay so she so she took him to go see logan instead and then I get into the first like three minutes of Logan, and I was like, "Wow, you can definitely take this kid to go see Get Out," because the first five minutes of Logan is worse than that entire movie. Really? Oh man, it is. It is rated R for a reason. It is bad. I mean, it's Wolverine. How Wolverine should finally have been portrayed after seventeen years on the big screen. Um, and so I think that's why Hugh Jackman feels so good about going out with this kind of flick because it's just so perfectly done. Mm-hmm. Um, vicious, angry, just Wolverine, just kind of at the end of the road, um, just tired, right? It's just a tired Wolverine coming from that old man Logan storyline, which is he's just he's been alive for so long. He's seen everyone around him die, and he's hurt so many people. Um, he's just tired. Uh, I think that's the best way to describe it. Um, but it's just such a good, good movie. It's it's amazing. So um, it's definitely one of the best, if if not the best, comic book movie. If you obviously got to put it in that genre because of the character, but it's it's not a superhero film. It's um it's a, it's a character driven story about family. Um, that just kind of that kind of puts elements of this comic book universe in it to help drive the story. But uh, it's not the story, not at all. Cool, man. Yeah, so I, I highly recommend Logan. Um, very vicious, very intense. Uh, Sir Patrick Stewart at Sir Pat Stew on on the Twitter delivers a, a phenomenal performance. I mean, he stole the show, a, he, as you would expect. I don't I don't know if you, if you or the audience know this, but he's a very good actor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, hence the Sir. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, and he is also uh, not. He said he has not um, ruled out uh, maybe a future appearance in the X Men universe. Say maybe on a show on uh, one network that we like called FX. Oh, oh, oh. Considering if they're going to go by uh, how the comic book plays out, and that he's actually the son of Charles Xavier in the comic Legion. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. Maybe cool. some future, maybe some future there. But but back to Logan, just a great movie, uh, easily 
the the best movie I've seen this year. Um, wow. And that yeah, and I mean, and I and that's with John Wick two, and that's with Get Out. But uh, I just I just loved it. Um, I just thought it was a great flick, and it got a Deadpool uh, teaser in the beginning. Yes. Speaking of, <laughs> yeah, the Deadpool teaser is crazy, right? And everybody should go right now. Stop what you're doing. And go to the YouTube link that's in the show notes and watch the Deadpool teaser right now. We kept waiting for it. We kept waiting for it at the theater because uh, it came in the beginning, right? It was it was as a trailer in the beginning before the movie. Um, and it was the very last one to play before the movie started. Uh-huh. Um, and I was just, it was just hilarious. It was like really messed up. And I was like, oh, there's Deadpool again. You got to Doing see what, Deadpool's ass. You got to see Deadpool's ass. Got to make some fun of some comic book characters. Um, so, yeah. The go. interaction with uh, Mr. Lee yeah. was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, watch the Deadpool teaser. Go see Logan. Um, I've already pre-ordered it in 4K. Um, wow. wow. Yeah, yeah. I got I to gotta watch that in 4K. So, um, there you go. Yeah. The Deadpool maybe I, maybe I will send fantastic. you... Maybe I will... Netflix you the the Blu-ray copy so that you can Aww. watch it when it comes out. So there you go. Aww. Um, what else we got? Oh, we got lots of cool movie stuff. Movies <laughs> on a Wednesday, Thursday. <laughs> One of those days. I, I'm all confused because it's like there's it's, actual light coming through the window. It's the AM. I don't understand what's happening. Uh, we got some Star Wars Han Solo movie news. Homie. Okay. Okay. Uh, so you're familiar with uh, The Wire. I know you're a big fan. Wire is great stuff. Yeah. And uh, um, Boardwalk Empire. I know you're mm. a big, big, big fan. Nope. Yep. Uh, the actor from The Wire and Boardwalk Empire, uh, Michael K. Williams, who played Omar in The Wire, true, true, has true. been cast in the Han Solo movie. Mm. He's also who he's gonna be, but he was also in um, the RoboCop remake. Uh, okay, <laughs> I'll take your word for it. I haven't seen he, it. He he was in the Ghostbusters remake. He liked remakes, apparently. Was he in the Ghostbusters remake? Apparently, he was somebody. I don't remember him in that at all. Yeah, there you huh? Go. Um, it was a pretty bad movie. Um, yeah, he's gonna be in the Han Solo movie with uh, Alden and Donald Glover and Amelia Clark and Woody Harrelson and everybody else. It's gonna be really mm-hmm. awesome. And according to this this article I've got up, they say that Tandy Newton is gonna be in it, but as far as I know, that's still unconfirmed. Mm. So, but the the real story is uh, that we can't confirm is that Michael K. Williams is gonna be in it, and you know he's gonna be great because he's phenomenal. So good for him. Good, good, good. Get hype for Michael K. Williams. All right, then. And speaking of Lucasfilm-type news, we got a press release from the Walt Disney Company. Are you sitting down? Are you excited? I don't know if I'm excited, but I'm sitting down. Crystal Skull Part 2. That's awesome. Are we excited about this? Well, okay, so what it is is they announced that Spielberg and Harrison Ford are getting back together to make another Indiana Jones movie that's coming out in 2019. Um, I don't know. Like, we don't know anything about the story. We don't know who else is in it. We don't know if, like, old man Harrison Ford is going to be running through catacombs and stuff. Like, we have no idea. So, like, 
I mean, I'm excited in that it's an Indiana Jones film, but I'm not excited in that I have no idea what to expect from this. So, I mean, the good news is I don't see George Lucas's name anywhere. So that's a good thing. But Okay, um, okay, all right. I just, it, I'm just like, eh, I mean, fool me once. It does say that Kathleen Kennedy is going to be producing. Okay, so I like Kathleen Kennedy. She's doing great work with Star Wars. So. Sure, sure, sure. So that's a very good sign. So... So tentatively, tentatively optimistic. Okay. Yeah. Um, ooh, is that it? Is that our show? You got any other movie news? Uh, I don't think so. I think that's I don't it. Think right? so. I don't think so. You, we do have some gaming news. Oh, um, yeah, we do, don't we? We've got something to discuss. Yeah, it's interesting. So you mm. are like really hype on. Um, you gotten on the like Dungeons and Dragons hype train? Like you I are am, like full blown like... conductor. On the hype train, tooting the horn, toot toot. I'm full on hype about the D and D. And you're like, you're blowing up my iMessage, want, yep. wanting us to not only play D and D, but mm-hmm. record us playing D and D. Yes, that's what I want. Okay, can let's. And you're serious about this. I'm serious about it. We there's a lot of details to work out. Obviously, like, does it so, become a whole new podcast? Does it just go into this feed? So can you can you take us back? Can you like bubble cloud us? Uh, you know, kind of some of the history, you know, of like what, why you are so obsessed with D and D now? What is D and D? Said bubble cloud. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, like okay, so most people other than Art who listen to this are gonna know what D and D is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> everybody else is gonna know what it is, but Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, fantasy role-playing tabletop game and you uh, you role-play as different characters and you go on adventures and kill monsters and stuff and it's really super nerdy and stuff but and like I was never interested like I never played it as a kid I was never all that interested in D&D and I think what really got me interested was two things one the uh, the, the uh, Netflix television show Stranger Things mm-hmm. got me interested in it and then I've been listening to, and I'll put a, I'll make a note to put a link in, uh, the Adventure Zone podcast by the McElroy brothers, where they play Dungeons and Dragons, and they don't take it too seriously, which is good, and it's really funny and hilarious, and they have a lot of fun doing it. And okay. so I want to do it. Okay. And I mean, uh, I'll try anything once. I yeah, just. Uh... So here's here's what I've done, my friend. Okay. I have purchased. The Dungeons and Dragons Dungeons and Dragons starter set, and okay. uh, gives you some pre-rolled characters, and it gives you a little rule book, and it gives you your first adventure. So you have to like purchase additional adventures if you want to go further. Yeah, or you can make up your own. But you know, I'm not Whoa. super creative. Whoa. So wow, yeah. So what the guys on the Adventure Zone did is they played through some of the they like modified the starter kit adventure played through that and then used that to like go into their own story that they made up okay and uh it's really entertaining but they're way more creative than i am so my thought is we we start the starter kit go through it if we don't want to do it anymore we stop doing it if we want to keep doing it we'll get other adventures oh okay okay yeah. So the the question is how many need how many people do you need to play? Yeah, see here's the thing. Like it can't just be you and me, right? Cuz I don't like, know. Can it? No, no, it can't. 
Because somebody need, has like, to be dungeon master, and then we need players. So the dungeon master can't play. Right. Oh, dude. Because the dungeon master is all the monsters and the oh. non-playable characters and knows all the secrets. Wow. So he or she can't play. So we need more people to play. But here's where things get interesting. My wife has said she wants to play with us. Okay. So Yeah. Okay, so she'd so, be the dungeon master, or you'd be a dungeon master. I don't think she wants to be a dungeon master. <laughs> I don't think she's interested. In she that. she's not into that kind of thing. She's not into into you know dominating and stuff. Um, <laughs> she's very submissive. I I, would, I can attest to that. <laughs> so we need some more players because uh, how, how, how many do you need? Oh, I don't have it in front of me. Uh, I think it's four to six. Okay. So we so, need like at least in addition to you and in addition to you and Aaron, we need at least one more. Okay. I could probably get a uh, friend of the show, Tim from Chesapeake, and friend of the show, Katie from Chesapeake. Um once. Do they know that you're gonna ask them this? Uh they'll know when they listen. Okay. Um right. once uh this weekend's over, um friend of the show Tim will have some extra time and uh Katie's always game. For funness, um, so I could I could probably get those hookers over here, um, and we could uh, have a sesh. I like it. I like it. They'd probably be down. I'll I like it a lot. Drink some beer and and just kind of see where the night takes us. So here's here's the most important thing about this. Okay. We're not going to take it too seriously. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. There. I I've, I've read through the rule book. There's a lot of shit in there. We're just not going to do. Okay. <laughs> I think this is so hilarious, by we're, the way. We're going to have fun with it. We're not going to take it too seriously. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's more to have fun than to make sure that you have exactly everything you need in your bag of holding. So what do I need? You right now need nothing. Oh, I don't even need a board? No, you we, don't need a board. How I don't know what we're doing. We are playing in your imagination. Oh, uh, that's hard. <laughs> I, want, um, I need a bo- I need a, like some pieces to move around. Uh, there are no pieces to move around. I'll tell you what though. I, offline, I'm going. I've got. I'm getting ready to send you a thing. Okay. Okay. Later today, I'll send you. A I thing. thought you would have. I thought it would be like you had a board there, and we had a board here, and we would just move the board concurrently and pick up where we left off. I didn't know this was a like all in your head thing. It's in the imagination. But didn't they have a board? And Stranger Things? I think they did, just oh, to okay. keep track of where they were in the dungeons and stuff. But we're not going to be, I don't think we're going to be complicated enough to need that. So we're just going to be like sitting on the couch in our imagination? You can sit in the couch in real life if you want. Okay. <laughs> I'll be sitting on your couch in my imagination. Okay. Okay. Uh, I guess so. It'll be good, I promise. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh lots to look forward to there yeah that's gonna be good that's gonna be really uh, good stay tuned so you got some picks and then we'll get out of here i've got two picks you got a pick uh i have one pick okay well i i I, uh, I don't really have two picks i have one pick and then one anti-pick all right my pick is a podcast okay um I, occasionally i will share um podcasts that i enjoy uh to listen to especially on different topics um, and this one is definitely fits that bill, uh, it's from the Bill Simmons podcast, a link in the show notes. It's called the battle for tech supremacy. Mm. And, mm, 
And uh, so this one is interesting because he actually interviews Ben Thompson. And I don't know if you know who Ben Thompson is, but he's the author and founder of Stratechery, which is a oh, blog. Oh, I've heard of a, that. A blog, I guess. Uh, it's like a paid. He offers like one free article or whatever, and then you yeah, can pay to see the rest. I've read that um, blog. Yeah, it's a technology with a specific focus on strategy and business. Um, he's worked at Apple, Microsoft, Automatic. Uh, he's um, done relations marketing for Apple University, Windows, and WordPress. Um, so, I mean, he's into a lot of that stuff that you're into. So, which yes. might think you would like it, some of our listeners. But he specifically, uh, in this podcast, uh, talks about... Um, kind of where we are in terms of technology and streaming services, uh, Apple, and where they've come, how far they've come, especially with his experience inside uh, Netflix's dominance, uh, Hulu, Twitter, Amazon, Facebook, Google. Uh, so a, a lot of really interesting stuff about stuff that's really pertinent right now mm-hmm. um, and how Netflix is really dominating in terms of content and driving all this other share and, and where Hulu and Amazon fits in with that. Uh, so I just thought it was a really interesting podcast. It's about an hour long, um, and I highly recommend it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to listen to that. Yeah, I like so, that guy. Yeah, it was it was interesting, and he lives in Taiwan, and it's like really cool because he's like he's super set up because he can like blog and and uh, finish his article at like six o'clock at night <laughs> and uh, <laughs> po- and post it, and it's like the first article everyone reads over here in the morning. Nice. So there you go. That's what we need to do. We need to start recording in Taiwan. Boom. So people can have it for the morning drive? Yeah, for their morning commute. That's right. And then get all their news and notes. There you go. But you'd also have to, we'd have to do it like late afternoon. So you, or we could do it in the morning so you could edit it. And then yeah. it'd be like loaded by the evening. I'd have to quit my job. We'd have to do this full time. <laughs> all right. Everyone start eating healthy. <laughs> all right. What are your picks, bro? Uh, okay. So my first pick, my first actual pick is something that you should be listening to right now. No, well, not right now. You need to finish hey. this one first. Uh, it's a brand new podcast. There's four episodes out. Yeah, four episodes. It's called uh, Missing Richard Simmons. So I don't know if you know this or not, but Richard Simmons kind of disappeared from the world. <laughs> and uh, he's like holed up in his Beverly Hills house. And this guy who's, a, I guess he's a documentary filmmaker. His name is Dan Tabersky. And he used to go to Richard Simmons's exercise class and uh, was friends with him and all this stuff. And then Richard Simmons just disappears in 2014. And so this guy thought, well, that would make a good story. Let's try to find him. And so the podcast is about that. And it kind of has the same feel as like maybe like uh, like a serial or something like that. It's kind of mm-hmm. like that kind of feel. It's really good. It's really well done. And uh, it's, it's really entertaining. It's very – he's gone to like – New Orleans, where Richard Simmons grew up and like tried to talk to his brother and do all this stuff. It's really interesting. So it's a good listen. The episodes are not very long. They're like 30 minutes or so, and there's only four of them out so far, so you can catch up pretty quick. Uh, it's called Missing Richard Simmons, and I will put a link in the show notes. Okay. Okay. So now I have um, – okay, so you know how you're, – you're very familiar with the, the fact that I like weird – creepy disturbing movies sure um well acutely acutely aware acutely aware of this that i really like the weirder the creepier the stranger the grosser the better 
Uh, I I found out where my limit on that is. Oh, okay. You went you went past. I went past. I went over you the went, threshold. You went to ludicrous speed. And I I can't unsee some of the things I have seen. Did you watch Human Centipede? Oh yeah, I've seen that. Oh okay. That's uh, not o- that's not over. Wow. Okay. It's, it's a... th- that one's that <laughs> one's like budding right up against the line. <laughs> you have got quite a threshold, my friend. The Human Centipede is budding right up against that line. <laughs> but the bad. 2016 film The Greasy Strangler jumps over that line and lands far beyond it oh really really so uh i'll give you a brief synopsis uh from the imdb page ronnie runs a disco walking tour with his son Braden. when a sexy woman takes the tour it begins a competition between father and son for her love it also signals the arrival of an oily stranger who stalks the street at night uh, that sounds very strange because this is the strangest, most bizarre movie I've ever seen. It's okay. weird as hell. There is a lot of blatant male nudity. Um, okay, and I, I'm super. I'm super ready to not watch this. You okay? So um, I'm not going to describe too much more of it. I'm just going to say. For everyone listening and for you, Mr. Fish, don't ever watch this movie. Just don't. Like, even if you're like, even if you're somebody like, oh, yeah, it's like really crazy and disturbing, but it's no, don't watch this movie. Do not do it. It's super disturbing. It's really gross. Whatever you do, Groot, do not press this button. Do not press this button. I am Groot. (laughs) I am Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. Groot. I am Groot. It's really a disgusting movie. And then, like, as I'm watching it, I'm thinking, okay, this is really disgusting and disturbing. But maybe, like, there's, like, a, a decent... No, it doesn't even have a good ending. Like, the ending is just, like, tacked on. It's... They call it absurdist film, which it mm-hmm. is, like, in the tradition of other absurdist films. But it's just disturbing and gross and foul and... Don't ever watch this movie. This is my public service announcement to you. Don't ever watch The Greasy Strangler. Okie doke. Wow. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. The first anti-pick. The first anti-pick. It is our first anti-pick. To give you a good idea of the popularity of this movie, um, the, let's see, the opening weekend, it played on 11 screens and made $22,000. That's how popular this film is. Wow. It's really, it's really terrible. It's really terrible. Okay, so I will super never, never watch this. Mm-mm. Do not watch this movie. No matter, no matter what incentive people like this, it's got a five point seven on IMDb, and I'm like, how does it have more than a one point seven? It's so gross. It's really gross. Like even I was like, no, this is gross. Did you? But did you watch the entire movie? I did. <laughs> not apparently not gross enough for you to hit stop. Well. No. Are you one of those that like you? You're a completist with movies. I'm definitely not. Like if I start watching a movie and I'm bored, like I wasn't uh-huh. bored watching it, but it was just disturbing and gross and gross and don't. So watch you it. couldn't. You couldn't look away. Couldn't look. Away. It was like watching a like a really disgusting car accident. Wow, you're so weird. I know, but don't watch this movie. Watch it. Watch a really, really, really disgusting car accident, but don't watch this movie. Right. Watch a car accident before you watch this movie. Go watch okay. Get Out and don't watch this movie. Okay. 
So that's the show. That is the show. Man, it's still more. It's still morning. This one. It's still well. It's what happens when you record every week. You know. Maybe we're it's because we're drunk. We're getting them in here because I'll be taking uh, probably a little sabbatical, um, at least from this recording. Maybe I would. I'll still have some energy for for some Dungeons and Dragons exploration, whatever that means. Yes. Uh, nerd alert. Nerd. Nerd. Wow. wow. Um, exactly. Where the, exactly. Where the hell is it? There it exactly. is. Exactly. Nerd alert. There you go. So uh, we haven't had. You know, we've had the a distinct lack of drops. So we need to get back to that. Yes, we definitely um, do. What a bunch of a-holes. Exactly. For Nicholas and a biscuit over McGriddle Society, this is Brandon having a one day. <laughs> <laughs>